Welcome to this week's episode of the My Mysterious Bible Podcast. The podcast that focuses on the mysterious and downright weird parts of the Bible. My name is Michael Norton and I will be your host. This is episode 4, The Image of God. The Image of God, known in scholarship as the Imago Dei. What do the biblical authors mean by the image of God? How do we resemble God? Is it our appearance? Having two arms and two legs? Is it in our purpose? Is it in our abilities? Is it in some other way? Is it all of the above? Let's begin at the beginning. Genesis 1.27 All scripture will be quoted out of the English Standard Version. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth and god said behold i have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit you shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth everything that has the breath of life i have given every green plant for food and it was so and god saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day quoting from my book the divine council worldview the supernatural worldview of the bible a devotional introduction there were two acts of creation on the sixth day first god created land animals he then turns his attention to something unique He creates humans. This passage gives us several key words and concepts. God's reference to plurality in the act of creation and the concept of the image of God. There is also the separation of humanity into male and female and the divine command for humanity to fill and rule the earth. Genesis 1.26 states, Let us make man in our image. Most of us these days will read this as a reference to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This understanding would have been completely unknown to the writers and readers of the Old Testament and cannot be the original context. This does not mean that the Trinity does not exist. It is just not found in this passage. The most likely explanation due to the grammar of the Hebrew text is that us reflects an announcement by the single God of Israel to a group in his presence, the heavenly host. In other Old Testament passages, there is support for the idea of a heavenly host or divine counsel, such as Psalm 29.1 and Psalm 82.1. This explanation informs us that the phrase, our image, also means that the members of the heavenly hosts also reflect the divine image. Being created in the image of God distinguishes people from all other earthly creations. God's image is not described as being possessed in part or given gradually. Instead, it is an immediate and inherent part of being human. On earth as it is in heaven, God has created a family to steward things according to his will as his imagers. It is a function humans are made to fulfill. A few things need to be stressed. The line, God's image, is not described as being possessed in part or given gradually. Instead, it is an immediate and inherent part of being human. Has huge ramifications. Humans are the image of God from the moment of conception until the moment of death. The image cannot be lost due to illness or injury. 
such as a catastrophic brain injury or a coma. That would not lessen the image status. Next, the image is sacred. God makes this abundantly clear when Noah gets off of the ark after the flood subsides, and God gives instructions on how humanity is to behave going forward. Genesis 9.5 And for your lifeblood I will require a reckoning from every beast I will require it, and from man. From his fellow man I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. End quote. In her best-selling book, Being God's Image, Dr. Carmen Iam states, The Bible declares to us our intrinsic value. Out of all he created, God selected humans as his special representatives. He endowed us with the glory that befits our status as members of God's royal family. He gave us each other so that we can carry out meaningful work together. His intention was for us to live in intimate fellowship with God and with each other, maintaining order as we steward the resources of creation so that all may flourish. Tim Mackey and John Collins from the Bible Project say this in their video on the image of God. So if you lived in the ancient Bible times, odds are you lived under the authority of a king. And many of these kings claimed that they were gods and they would even call themselves the image of God, meaning that they had authority to tell people what to do and order things to be made or done. Yeah, they got to define good and evil, and these kings would often make statues of themselves, which in Hebrew were called Selim. Selim is often translated as idol or image, but for Israel, they didn't view their kings as the God. In fact, they were never supposed to even make images of God. It's exactly right, and that was really unique for that time and culture. This is rooted, first of all, in Israel's belief that you can't reduce the Creator God down to any one thing in creation. But there is another reason. People aren't to make an image of God because God has already made an image of Himself." End quote from the Bible Project. Me. This, of course, is when God made man in His own image. So being God's image can be summed up in this way. All humans are made in the image of God, a status that is sacred and needs to be kept in mind as we interact with other images of God in our lives. It is our God-given purpose to be God's representative here on earth. We are His stewards, His family, His image. In Hebrew, the word for the image is Selim. It is the same word used for idols of other gods. Unlike these other lesser supernatural beings who have images made of an inanimate material such as wood or gold, God has images made of flesh with His breath, which is synonymous with His Spirit residing in them. The question that we need to ask at this point is, how do we image God? That is the main question here. And here is the answer. Colossians 1.15 He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the, his cross. 
and you who once were alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him if indeed you continue in the faith stable and steadfast not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I Paul became a minister Christ was the perfect image of God therefore we image God by being Christ-like Galatians 5:16. but I say walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh against are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. The image is not what we do. It is what we are. That is an undeniable truth, but that statement is kind of neutral. Being a good image of God, on the other hand, requires self-discipline and obedience to God's word and God's will. We as Christians can, ima can image God in ways that are downright shameful. I learned in Dr. Dr. Carmen Imes' book, Being the Image of God, that many of the racial lynchings in the South were conducted on church grounds so the congregations could happily attend after service. What kind of image of God does that portray? We can't know whether or not those churchgoers who enjoyed the spectacle of a Sunday afternoon lynching after the sermon were truly saved or not. Only God knows. But what kind of image, representation, or characterization of God does that present? If you have ever worn any official uniform, you were the image of something. A company, a team, an organization. You were representing something bigger than yourself. Imaging God is much like that. Believing loyalty to God and His Word, along with the fruits of the Spirit, must be present in your life. If they are not, you may need to reevaluate your faith and relationship with God. If you bear God's name by calling yourself a Christian, you have a, re a responsibility to represent Him well. He deserves nothing less. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of My Mysterious Bible. Please rate us on whichever service you're using to listen. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, please email me at mymysteriousbible at gmail.com. Join the My Mysterious Bible Facebook group. That concludes this week's episode. Have a blessed week.